3: And hello, I'm Clarence Boone, and welcome to Bring It On. We're a multiple award winning show celebrating over 12 years. It's Indiana's only weekly community radio show committed to exploring the people, issues, and events impacting African Americans. And I'm so glad today we're talking to a voice,
0: Roberta, who helped us get to 12 years.
2: 12 years.
0: Yeah, we took care of 12 months of that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, I'm Roberta Radovich. In today's broadcast, you'll also hear for our perspective on what's relevant in the African-American world of news and local events of interest. All in the next hour, bring it on.
3: But first, as a legislative body of the city, the city council is a link between the citizens of Bloomington and their government. By enacting legislation that fosters the health, safety, and welfare of the city, the council works to represent the interests of residents while ensuring the delivery of municipal services.
2: By statute, the the council is responsible for the control of the city's property and finances and the appropriation of money. Six council members represent individual city districts and three represent the city at large. Jim Sims was elected to an at-large seat on the Bloomington City Council on August 21st of this year to fulfill the remaining term of retired council member, Tim Mayer.
3: Jim serves as council liaison to City of Bloomington Utilities, among other council board commission and committee appointments, and is also president of the Monroe County NAACP and is a uh, chair for the Second Baptist Church trustee board. As a loving and devoted husband to wife Doris and proud papa to Kamisha and James Junior, we will add that another great achievement in Jem's life is that he is an original and longtime contributor to this award winning broadcast.
2: Yay! Jim Sims is the second African American to ever serve on the Bloomington City Council, and he joins us tonight to discuss a variety of topics. As one of the at-large council member representatives, Jim states that he looks forward to hearing from and talking with citizens across the entire spectrum of the city we call home. And with that, Jim, welcome to Bring It On.
3: Well, thank you. What a campaign slogan. I look forward to hearing from and talking with citizens across the entire spectrum of the city we call home. And I know your phone's been ringing off the hook. Well, well,
0: and I know one thing is that if you are sincere in what you're saying, (laughs) it comes across just the way you said it. and I think I can um, speak for not only you but um, Sister Roberta, Roberta as well. This is home, mm-hmm. um, and um, and I want everyone to know that we we take this position pretty seriously. Absolutely. So, and it is home. You so, know, so I, what? I, I love campaign slogans. See, and, and I told my wife. <laughs> she says. I always say when I come and I'm on this side, I said, Well, it's weird to be on this side of the table. <laughs> yeah. She said, Don't you say that. So, okay, we've got that out of the way. Well, so.
3: <laughs> I can step out the room after I'm done.
2: <laughs> well, you have such an active career as a as a volunteer civil servant, um, as a, a leader in our community. Who or what inspires your servant leader heart?
0: Hmm. Who or what? You promise not to ask such difficult questions.
2: (laughs) I I can't promise.
0: Um, (laughs) No, no, we already said loving husband to Doris, so (laughs) we we took you off the hook there. But one of the things, and before we get into really some of the meat, I think um, that's a very, very good question. Um, Because one of the things that I am pretty proud of, and I'm not so sure how many people know that, uh, it might even be on my city council bio, um, but at 16 I earned Eagle Scout Award. Um, with the Boy Scouts of America Mm -hmm. and one of the main things there obviously it's a a service opportunity um, but you have to have a community service project and the church that sponsored our troop during that time my project was we painted all the parking stripes and the parking blocks in this and this was a large not AME, but a Methodist church, so mm-hmm. that that to me, and that kind of started. Um, we also sold popcorn to fund different things. Uh, so I think that's how it started, mm-hmm. um, of course, um, and I was raised uh AME, so there there was a lot of giving there. That's right. Um, and as I heard uh, one of the pastors say at a funeral the other day, I guess I'm just a Baptist with AME tendencies. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> Um, But Bloomington is, I mean, we are driven by volunteerism and and people who serve this community. Um, And I think you both know that. Um, So it's kind of like just the natural. Um, And and obviously you need to be, as in my case, blessed to be able to have the stamina, the desire, and I dare say the compatibility of working with others in order to do that. So.
3: Well, you're absolutely right, and and I go back to something you said, service at a a young age, serving something in in reality bigger than ourselves. And I I heard another uh, good colleague of mine say that he always strives to leave the place a little better than how he first found it. And, Jim, you know, from my work with you in different capacities, that's always been – sort of your modus operandi you come in and you assess and then you then you supervise no I mean then you share (laughs) ideas with people (laughs) we ultimately leave whatever project we start better than than when we first started first of all if this is long overdue congratulations sir you are the second um, African-American council person uh, for the city of Bloomington and and that should not be taken lightly Um, I was just really overwhelmed when, when that day came and although uh, it's a unique situation you came into. Nevertheless, you know, election. Nevertheless, you know, you have a couple years of good service now, and then who knows afterwards, you know. And so, I just wanted to say on the front end, congrats to you. Well, thank you, thank you very much.
2: History definitely being made. Yes. So, I want to start with the end to get to get us forward, thinking about what your um, what your goals and your strategies are. So. When your time to pass the, badon, the baton comes around mm-hmm. and you got to hand that thing off, mm-hmm. what do you want to say that you have accomplished? What are some of your tangible um, impacts?
0: Um, you mean with city council City effort.
2: council. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, uh, actually, I hadn't really thought about it. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Well, uh, I know because you just got started. <laughs> and, uh, there goes um, one of those tricky questions again. It is. And,
0: and the first thing I would like to do is give a shout out to um, um, previous council member, Tim Mayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I served with Tim on the Utility Service Board. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was the council liaison and I was actual board member. Mm-hmm. And I agree. Uh, not only he's been a long-term uh, uh, community servant, mm-hmm. um, but you'll find no one that will say negative things about Tim mayor And one of the things that I've learned, and I think Clarence can appreciate this, um, Tim is a listener. I mean, he really, really listens, um, uh processes what he has, or sometimes his mind is changed by what he has heard. Um but to me that is a very, very valuable uh trait and skill to have. Um, during the campaign thing, one of the things, and I knew this wouldn't really last, but I promoted myself as the candidate with two ears and one mouth. <laughs> yeah, so we can <laughs> listen twice as much as we talk. Um, <laughs> Which is good. That's it is, gr- well, not only that, but it's true. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you think of, of things like that while you're mm-hmm. running, mm-hmm. Um, and then reality hits. You're blessed enough to be elected, and that's when the work starts. Sure. Um, but to accomplish um, A, I just want to be proficient. I want to get along with the fellow council members. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are some important things and I have been an advocate for those less fortunate in this town. um in particularly minorities and um, specifically African Americans. Um, and we will still meet those goals. That's the intent to help everyone in this community. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> The goals and the view has broadened substantially substantially um, being an at-large candidate um, you know NAACP is one thing and working with this group is another thing and working with that group but now we're talking everyone in this city that I answer to mm-hmm. um, one way or another mm-hmm. and, and I'm trying not to realize the scope of that because then I'll probably just start crying and quit. Well,
2: <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I realize it was a, a bit of a leading question, but yes. from the outside looking in, exactly what you said is you are, you know, you, you're positioned to sort of be on a pivot between and, and really tie together threads mm-hmm. of all these different kinds of relationships um, and all these ways that you advocate for right. people from different sort of branches of the tree. And uh, so exactly. it, it's what well, a wonderful opportunity. Well, thank
0: you. And I think one of the things um, that, that I will say, and I think it's pretty clear to those of us that really think about it, this opportunity is way bigger than just Jim Sims. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it is now a platform that you can do certain things. Um, and in this community um, being the progressives that we are we tend to listen to each other Mm -hmm. Um, but let's just face it there's different levels of of what you say is being accepted and and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. um... so i think it's much much broader now so i speak for this platform um, and yes we do care i am very strongly involved with the um, monroe county democratic black caucus because one of the goals of that group is to recruit and train and, and get more African-Americans elected to office and to serve on the, the community's boards and commissions. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully all this will dovetail into one another and they can all just work. Right. Um, and, and then we can promote um, a, a broader spectrum of folks to, to do things in this community. Right. I, I just think there's many of us and many of others out there that are overlooked. There's no interest in doing it. There's no desire. W- what is the hook to yeah. get people involved?
2: Yeah. Yeah. A, a, a great lesson from Indiana University is that diversity and inclusion and advocacy—that's everybody's job. That isn't the job of just one area or one one office, um, but that's a community. It, it takes a community. So I
0: think your, your 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 position
2: does. really is kind of driving that idea home.
0: Well, thank you. That's good. Mm-hmm. And at some point we can even get deeper into what you say and break that down. Um, Go, ahead. Go That ahead. is way more yeah. easier said than done. Oh, sure. Well, mm-hmm. going. We, we'll be here all night. <laughs> um, but we're also, and people have to understand and still remember, that I think we're around 4% or a little less of African American population in this town. Sure. I think the entire minority, if you group them together, is a little less than 10%. Sure. Um, so just by sheer numbers. Um, th- th- there's certain um, reputations, I think, of Bloomington right. um, but that's held from afar. Right. Um, so involvement and inclusion, I think, are the keys. But when you have that population disparity, I think you really have to start looking at things like entitlement, right. um, privilege, um,
2: the hard conversations. I, I dare say
0: some yeah. of these other networks, the real hard conversations. Right, right. Um, and I will say Bloomington is probably one of the better communities to have those conversations.
2: Well, you know, you're actually, you're taking over my questions here. Uh, see, I,
0: I, <laughs> I, can, I took off my glasses I so I, I could tell see. that you've <laughs>
2: been on the other side <laughs> of the seat here uh, because you're taking over my questions. Uh, so what I wanted to know, um, what I think our listeners want to know is, we know that Bloomington is a wonderful, inclusive place to live for the most part. Yes, Uh, yes. You make a point. It's the representation issue. Yes. Um. So what could Bloomington do better? Um,
0: Well, I I think um, when you think in terms of being progressive, and I know that has varying um, definitions, um, interpretations, um, but I think The total idea of just being progressive means that there are many people that care for other groups and more than just themselves, Mm -hmm. Um, and the major populations care for those that are less so. Um, That is one of the things, and particularly running for this office, there can be an assumption that every African American or black person in this town, well, they're black, Jim's black, they'll vote for him, you know. if every African American person voted for me and no one else did, we still lose.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So people need to understand that. Right. So it's all about relationship building, partnering, and collaborating. Um, there are some very strong and active social justice groups in this town. Mm-hmm. Um, we can go. I hate to start naming them because I'll, I'll just forget some. Um, but groups like Show Up for Racial Justice, um, groups like um, Call to Action groups like the Unitarian Universalist Racial Justice Task Force. Um, I don't wanna leave out the Masons and the Commission on the Status of Black Males and all of these groups right. and, and a lot of grassroots groups. Um, so without those folks then Jim Sims's position of council probably does not exist.
2: Right. Understood. So or, or leveraged
0: Yes. That's a good word. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a good word. Mm-hmm. Influence. I heard that influence, earlier today. That's a great word. <laughs> I mm-hmm. heard that earlier today. Um, and that's hard for me to see. When I look in the mirror myself, I don't see a person that has much more influence, if you will, than I had, you know, back when Clarence and I started the group's alumni, or I was Able to participate in that, mm-hmm. we were just doing what we thought was best for the community and the group we represented at the time. Right,
2: and that isn't that so where it always starts. That's
0: where it always a couple starts. of people
2: who are just trying to do the work. Right, that's where mm-hmm.
0: it always starts. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, and I have to admit, when I'm used to being called Jim and I'm walking through City Hall in different places, and now it's Councilmember Sims, a Councilman. And Skeeter. how does that feel?
2: How what what do you make well, of that?
0: It's kind of like I want to look over my shoulder and, like, who are you talking to? (laughs) Um, But to me, it's not a a total feeling of accomplishment. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's just recognition Mm -hmm. um, and part of the verbiage that we use on the council. Um, And I've known those folks, and they're really good people, and I am um, proud and blessed to be serving with them. But as opposed to um, our current president, Susan Sandberg, and forever, Farmer's Mark or whatever, it's like, hey, Susan – well, mm-hmm. when you're in the council, it's just a rule, you know, to say, you know, hey, Susan, I'd like to speak. You, you mm-hmm. see how we're going? Right, right. <laughs> it's like you put up and may I have the floor, Madam President, or council member Sandberg. Does see. it
2: promote a sense of um, more accountability and responsibility?
0: I think it does, mm-hmm. and uh, I think deservedly so. Um, again, this is very, very, very important, and we're separate from the mayor, obviously, right. um, being the executive branch and us being the legislative and financial. Um, then you have all these department heads and the actual people that do the work and provide right. legislation and the attorneys and all those folks. Um, when you campaign, you say, I really want this. I, this is something I want. I think I can help this community. I know I can serve. And then um, you win, you get sworn in, and you are smacked immediately with the city budget, <laughs> the comprehensive plan. Right. Um, <laughs> some other legislative that doesn't appear to be somewhat normal. Um, you walk into the Tuesday comp plan meetings every other Tuesday, the Wednesday council meetings, the Friday work session lunch meetings um, twice a month. We periodically have a Thursday evening council caucus. That's unofficial, no votes are taken, but you, you just want to get a feel for the direction of where mm. you're headed and what does everybody think on certain topics. Right. Um, then all of a sudden, people see you on CATS some evening and, oh, it's a once a week job, and anybody can do it. Yeah. No, yeah.
2: not um, so easy. And, and
0: we've not even mentioned that I'll be sitting on the Sidewalk Commission. Uh, I am the c- council liaison to the um, Utility Service Board there's other things we all have to work on these subcommittees um so you have working knowledge uh, of of what's going on in the legislation that will be brought before you okay so that's probably the not the toughest part but the part that i really didn't foresee um when going into this Mm -hmm. um it's just been three months, believe it or not. Wow. Oh, can you not? <laughs> <But> it, it's, <laughs> it's just, yeah. oh, what is today's date? Oh, today's the 20th. Yes. Actually, uh-huh. tomorrow will be exactly three months, August 21st. Um, and I will say before our clearance um, gets going, the night that I was elected, that was also the night of the solar eclipse. So I like to say two phenomenal things happened that <laughs> evening
2: in I would Bloomington, India. I, I
3: agree.
0: And that concludes our
3: interview. And that <laughs> concludes our interview. With Jim Sims. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's hard to follow that one. Wait a minute. Let me let me process that. So we had the solar eclipse. Well, well, no, well, but, but, you, but you're right. There are a lot of um, unique things that happen. And one thing I want to say that you are a unique candidate in that uh, if there's if there's anyone else that's more ideally suited to do what you're doing, I want to meet them. Because, see, I, I know some history on you. Now, you are the second. And you promised to keep that to yourself. Well, the check yep. didn't cash yet. <laughs> oh, okay. But, uh, no, no. Um, there is some history. Now, while you are the second African American to hold this, this seat, yes. you did run years yes. ago I for council. I did. It. Back in the latter 80s or, or 2003. No? Was it 2003? Yes. Okay, well, I'm thinking way back, okay, you, you were class president in 80s, <laughs> but no, in 2003. <laughs> um, and since then, that did not stop you from your engagement. And because of that, you were engaged with all aspects, uh, both on the other side with committees <laughs> in the city uh, going to board meetings, school board meetings, all of these things, commissions, yes. and, and, and the policeman's review board, police, well, the police review board, public and all of these things. Board of
0: Public Safety, yes. Board of
3: Public Safety, and, and you have been actively engaged. And then you have this, uh, this wealth of knowledge of both Indiana University, so there's a town gown compliment mm-hmm. for you. Thank you. And then the other thing that that I'd like to say is is that now active in the NAACP uh, that sort of really makes you a very well rounded representative of the voice because you know the pulse. Um, and you don't get paid for what I'm telling you now. Okay? I don't know was going to
2: say Jim Sims for governor. And, uh, yeah, you know, and, but but but
3: and, but and I've always said back don't and give just
0: me any free tickets to anywhere. Well, well, <laughs> that, well. That well, well, well let, me, let me let me let me complete it. No, 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 oh, no.
3: But but on that. But on that. Um, you have also been engaged in, in community service with WFHB as a voice. Now, I I often have teased you in that you were the voice of bringing On because you were the first yes. co-anchor. You and Beverly Calendar, well, no, no, you and Delia Alexander, Delia Alexander were, were Alexander, the yes. first uh, two co-anchors of this show. And you had to have your hand on the pulse of what was going on in this community yes. to, in, in such a um, admirable fashion, you know, lead and guide this program. And that's, again, I go back to the statement I made earlier. We've been here for twelve years, in large part because of good people like Jim Sims, yeah, now, now, having said all that you you did not come in to this opportunity blindly, and that you have seen and assessed from a distance even as you were campaigning. I would like to hear what are the top three things that are going to make the city better from your vantage point?
0: Well, there are several needs um and and my top three and and of course top three out of the 10 things, that's going to be difficult. Um, But I think, I don't know if many of you know this, but Bloomington is the absolute highest cost of living city to live in in the state of Indiana as far as rents and property and that sort of thing. Um, And the student population and some of our lower paying jobs brings down the income level. So so we have a pretty large, a larger poverty rate and those that need social services. So you combine the lack of employment in particular with manufacturing and that, th- those sorts of leaving and then the high cost of living, that to me is is getting close to number one in this town. Mm-hmm. So uh, there, there's an issue of affordable housing and opportunities um, as well as increasing the housing stock. So imp- affordable housing is important but having 100 houses to choose from as opposed to 12 you see not only gives you that choice but it it broadens the the affordability um that's one thing another thing um, and i'll say this to cover a lot of things is city infrastructure Mm -hmm. Um, i work i sit on the utility service board or the water company I'm not so sure if people understand the miles and miles of pipes that we have that deliver our drinking water from Lake Monroe, and then the sewage pipes and wastewater pipes that take it to the treatment plants. Um, and Bloomington is growing every year. I'm not so sure if we all know this, <laughs> um
2: right. growing
0: every year, and that's going to add to the capacity uh, of that system. Um, A greater need for um, conservation of the lake, our main source. Um, But that's just the water part. Now, when we say infrastructure, we're also talking about sidewalks, curbs, roadways, um, tree lines, um, how we want our entryways into the cities, um, east and south incoming, or how do we want that to look for people that are are coming in. Um, Transportation. You see, um, Bloomington is also, again, being pretty liberal or progressive, if you will. We want to reduce our carbon footprint. We want to get uh, a reduce our dependency on fossil fuels, um, and this is as a community. Now individually, some folks are like, I'm not doing that, I'm not, and that's your choice. <laughs> but I think overall, <laughs> uh, we want to do those things. But in order to do that, you need to enhance and broaden, I think, your public transportation yeah. system. Um, Another thing to me is just is social justice. I mean, I can't get away from that, mm-hmm. um, which leads to the court system, the jail system, um, how we administer schools. Um, so, from that social justice aspect, that's very, very important to me.
3: Yes. Now, when you elaborate more on the social justice, now, now of course, there's the national issues we've all been just you know pulling their hair out about, them. and then there's. Uh, even statewide issues that, that have been perplexing. But when you get to social issues in Bloomington, you have sat on several commissions that sort of deal with that. Uh, one, uh, the Commission on Black Males, uh, a, a few years back, there was the issue of profiling mm-hmm. and uh, and just the impact that has on a young, young black male's mind, let alone anyone. Uh, yes. Talk to me about, uh, in your position, now are you going to, are you, do you have the the power to create a, a, stu- a task study force, or you, can you uh, compel the council to put together a, a task force to explore some of these issues? I, I have
0: the power to bring that request. <laughs> um, but I think what you will find is that there has been multiple studies, similar studies done in the past. Um, so the first thing I would ask is, what information that you think we're looking for that we really haven't already kind of done? Uh, or if court, that makes sense, if, and then once well, you, d- you've, you've
3: discovered <clears throat> what
0: the well, issues that, are, but then, then the next step is implementation. <laughs> right, how do we and once you get it, then know. what do you do with it? Yeah. So, and I think one of the things that I really, really enjoyed on the board of public safety, um, which is police and fire administration, if you will, is because you get to talk to the officers um, mm-hmm. in both departments. Mm-hmm. So you get to talk about training. Mm-hmm. Um, anti-bias training. You get to talk about profiling and what it is that you see um, uh, at the beginning of homelessness. What is the department's approach to the treatment of these folks um, with regard to the perception of of what people think happens? Um, Training for firemen, Um, you know, just these sorts of things. So I think if you can actually be as as Representative William Crawford says, and I've said this many times, if you don't have a seat at the table, you're on the menu. You could be on the menu. That's right. What I found important over these years is to have a seat on the board of public safety, mm-hmm. um, along with um, Reverend Vance was there for a while. Um, many of um, John McCluskey. Um, My wife, Dora, sat there. She also sat on the Sheriff's Merit Board. So I think those are what's important. You have seats there, and you get to oversee and maybe suggest and not so much dictate but guide Mm -hmm. um, training. If there's community issues, um, then you're at the forefront of that. Um, Black Lives Matter. Um, I'm hearing things from Washington about these extremists, black groups that needs to be surveilled and— I'd like to know who they are, mm-hmm. um, and when we're talking about that, we're not conveniently talking about some of the white supremacist groups that you know that sort of thing. Right. Um, but in Bloomington, when you actually can talk to the chief and the, uh, the board of lieutenants and the other board members to talk about training, to talk about funding, to talk about what happens up at the Indiana Law Enforcement Academy, um, these sorts of things, and I think a lot of folks don't don't get those. Mm-hmm. Um, When we had the shooting downtown at the bus station uh, of the little African-American young man that, Mm -hmm. you know, for all intents and purposes should have been in school and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are tough. Those are things we don't want to go through. Um, It's tough for, for an example, to me to sit on the board and listen to this mom um, who, who is wondering why shoot her son. Right, mm-hmm. right. You, you see these sorts of things. So the, it's not always a party, but I think it's what's best for the community yeah. in the long run. Mm-hmm.
2: And from my perspective, Jim, it seems the need is, to the need to get in front of these conversations and to create um, frameworks for. Um, um, for um, community action committees and all of these other groups that you're talking about, mm-hmm. it's it's really it's urgent because yes. we are not only in the moment yes. of it being urgent, but Bloomington is going to continue to grow. I'm, this might be a little bit out of left field, but with the coming of the major medical complex mm-hmm. that IU is building, that is intrinsically... Um, begging for some really (laughs) clear ideas about where our line in the sand Mm -hmm. is about some of these issues. We are going to be bringing in international people. We are going to be seeking to attract a lot of different kinds of people into this community who are going to want to know that their quality of life is um, what you, you would expect in any other larger community. And so having sort of um, being able to demonstrate on the local level that we can compete with regional and even national conversations around these issues, I think is even more urgent than what we can really conceive of in the present moment. And it's going to hit us like a <laughs> a, mm-hmm. a brick wall I'm, within I'm, 10 years. I'm glad
0: to hear you say that. You sound like a registered voter. That, hey, I that, am a registered that's voter. concerned about this committee <laughs> <laughs> or this community. Uh, yes, it's true. <laughs> um, but I, I think you're absolutely right. I would be hesitant in even using the terminology of, of drawing a li- line in the sand, but mm-hmm. I do know mm-hmm. what you are yeah, getting no, to. Yeah, no, yeah, please. Um, but there are First of all, Bloomington has long been already a regional destination Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, with College Mall. And, you know, I've always found it funny that um, someone maybe in Mitchell, and if they're saying, well, we're going to the big city, where do you think they're talking about? (laughs) (laughs) You know, or we're in Bloomfield, we're going to, where do you think? Right, right, right. Other folks think India or whatever. So in that uh, um, frame, we've been a regional Mm -hmm. um, destination and, and situation or city for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, the hospital and it's moving those future plans and, and I know uh, when it first happened there's, there's two things what are we gonna do with the old site mm-hmm. and then what most people is concerned with well how am I going to fight across the bypass to get there when I need help um, these sorts of things that will be worked. Uh there are community task force that'll um, talk about that we'll bring in some some city planners we have a great staff of, of city planners I mm-hmm. think um, <coughs> But some things that folks just really don't think about. The Mm -hmm. Bloomington Hospital, at its current, is routed toward the Dillman Road water treatment plant, whereas if we go all the way over here, then that's gonna be slated for the Northern Blucher Pool water treatment plant. Mm different capacities. You see, uh, see folks don't really think about (laughs) those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. And when the growth comes, where do these arterials go that Mm -hmm. you hook onto? Who pays for that? Right. Um, And the bypass expansion was just
3: completed not too long ago. Now we're looking at more capacity on that thing. So you have to expand it further, or do you have to have more access roads? Well, I
0: think um, in regards to the hospital, the or the, hospital, the road. well, I, I don't know what those plans are, and I think we're not even talking until twenty twenty. They'll probably break ground in twenty twenty, maybe. Sounds like, like a that. politician. So, yeah. Well, I, I'm not exactly sure because um, actually some of the the final details of not been totally <laughs> completed actually yeah. um, I know you were and, upset when they when they took out your driving range so. I, I still am yes and, and my little coveted par 3 on the course over there however That's right.
3: Mr. Abbott golfer who
0: what? won a uh, a turn a city tournament <laughs> I did this summer yes yeah. I did yeah. I won the senior men's See first we didn't we didn't even champion. we
3: didn't even mention that
0: Well out when I'm campaigning <laughs> I'll be having a Jim Sims for City Council on my golf bag and golf cart. No, I have Um, no
2: idea how you have time.
0: I don't anymore. See, he's talking in the past, and and that's (laughs) one of the big things. (laughs) July. Okay. Well, and this coming July, I was just talking to the, the, the director of the golf course. He said, oh, Jim, you looking to defend your title? Well, A next July is when the national NAACP conference or national conference will be in San Antonio so again now you have choices now it's not a this or that but now you have a choice to make well, um, so who, who knows uh, maybe we'll go down there on Wednesday and Thursday and get back in time to defend
3: well we'll send a charter, charter plane down there Okay, <laughs> five minutes left. Let's talk about the NAACP. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you have been president now for how many months? Um, since January 1, so since 11, January 1. 11 months. So you're coming up on an anniversary date. And I'd uh, like to hear um, how things are going from your pers- perspective and, and what are the other issues that, I mean, you, you had uh, and you have an agenda. But I'm just curious, you know, where are you in your agenda and um, how can the community roll up their sleeves, because, uh, yeah, I'm all about getting people engaged with the NAACP. So yes. w- what needs to happen? Where are we and what needs to
0: happen? Uh, well, the first thing I'll say is that, again, I'm <laughs> blessed and, and fortunate to have been elected president of this organization. But I follow um, the first president, Deacon Clarence Gilliam. Mm-hmm. Um, then the next president was, was Reverend William Vance. So mm-hmm. we have a good foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what my call was, is to make us more relevant in the community, um, and again, with all these groups that are, are developing, it seems to me the most important thing is twofold: a membership is the grassroots of or, or the the blood of oh, most blood. organizations. That's right. Um, so mm-hmm. that was a priority for us to increase membership. Um, and The next thing was to <laughs> just put yourself up on the map again. Are we're relevant? The way to do that, I thought, was to partnership with other groups. So we mm-hmm. reach out, and when people reach out to us, then we'll partner, um, as long as it's civil rights, social justice, and discrimination. You yeah, know.
3: and one of the most uh, diverse um, membership bodies uh, within the NAACP. Um, when I, when you know, I go to the um, Freedom Fund Banquet, mm-hmm. it's very, very reflective
0: of the, uh, the makeup of the community of the community. I would agree with that. So
3: um, what, what, what would be next? Uh, you, you, you've been saying social justice. We've been saying social justice a lot tonight. What does that look like? Does that look like town halls? Does that look like uh, friendly protests? Does that look like uh, partnering with IU? I know that in, in the diversity arena they've done a lot of things, and will continue to, and Roberta seated right here next to me. <laughs> she spearheaded a lot of those things. So what's next on the horizon that you see to, to sort of combat um some of the very depressive stats on social justice?
0: Well, what does it look like? It looks like all of the above that you described. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, what some of the groups we're involved with are in February, the Monroe County Black Democratic Caucus was going to hold a town forum where we're going to analyze and divide – the disparities, for lack of a better term at this time, with um, racial jail sentencing and an arrest and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, it, it, you know, and it's different. I mean, we, we all need to talk about it, and as long as we all agree that it needs to be worked on, then I think we can do that. And a majority of us want to do that. It, it's more of a fairness and justice issue. Um, and then Bloomington is fortunate enough to do a program with the prosecutor's office that basically there is no longer a bail which was really one of the biggest, well, there is, but there's, there's two different levels. Okay. So part of the pilot is not this one. Okay. Um, and I, I don't know that term, but it was the, the thing that everybody does. That's that, right, so right. if you get rid of that, a lot of folks, when you get put in jail, the reason you stay so long in a lot of cases, mm-hmm. you don't have the, the, the resources to get out. So if you remove that, um, then that brings the numbers less disparately um so we're we'll compare those two mm-hmm. um, are some of these arrests does it have to do socioeconomically is it um, alcohol or drug induced is it poverty you know so there there's more things than just the racial part mm-hmm.
3: you know i i look at this city uh, the, the thing that attracted me to the to the Bloomington community you know i was a student here and when i left i went home to my home community which i love gary indiana and there was so much progressive things. You could take ideas and implement them in this city mm-hmm. a lot quicker than a lot of places in America. And in my hometown of Gary, I'm pleased to hear that that type of spirit of cooperation is beginning to really bud uh, in that city. But Bloomington has been known as sort of this incubator city. If you have a good idea and want to launch it, you can do it. And and on that note, what do you think about, uh, um, you know, Small business ownership or small business launching, and for for
0: for the minority community in Bloomington. Well, I think first of all, all small business um, launching or having an incubator situation mm-hmm. is is great, mm-hmm. um, and there's different organizations that can help you do that. Um, there used to be a Bloomington Black Business Association, um, the little group that could help out. Um, one of the focuses now is a um, a place called Dimension Mill up on 11th Street and it's going to be an IT incubator um, and and bring some of those businesses in. Small businesses we believe are going to be your major employers in the future. Um, So we can incubate and they could and we have companies right now, smaller IT companies, that are moving to Indianapolis for for the space, not so much the resources, but the space and the ability to to grow and do certain mm-hmm. things. So I think that's one of the things we're looking at here. Um, there's a much much broader spectrum of that. Um, and Bloomington has a real push for women-owned businesses and women's participation in government and and these sorts of things. So you have those groups. Um, so I think it's important. Mm-hmm. I think it's important.
3: Well, you know, one of the uh, sort of uh, big issues of 2017, uh, not too long ago, was the whole issue of annexation. Mm-hmm. And um, wh- what are your thoughts on that? Because with that comes a whole host of questions and uh, both pushback and then some acceptance. But uh, wh- where do you fall on that?
0: I am in support of annexation. Um, and we can just put that out there and I think mm-hmm. um most well oh, I shouldn't say I'll speak for myself I am mm-hmm. supportive of that um that is really the mayor's job to to institute that and and to begin that and then it's our job to once it happens then we can do certain zonings and that sort of thing um I think there's a different approach I think we all want it I think the 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 Disagreement, if you will, or the difference is how it was launched and, and what are some of the things that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I live out in Highland Village, far west town, um, or far west side of town. Now, where I live, it's a city street. Okay? You go to the next block over, it's a city street. Now, the next two streets after that are county streets. So they get monster trash or whatever. <laughs> they get they get a, pri- another, a private a trash a trash collector, collector. Yes. <laughs> whereas we get the city, we get our city people right. to remove the snow, whereas the right. county does that. And there's, um, and you have these little pockets or islands, kind of what what, kind of used to be the two mile fringe, if you remember mm-hmm. that term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think it's better to incorporate that for the the benefit of the city and the services and that sort of thing. Right. Uh, you have to be considered of county officials and, and mm-hmm. some of their authority and right. some of their wishes as well. So that that's the, the tough part, mm-hmm. you see.
3: A, a few more minutes. We, we really only have like 90 seconds. Our engineer is is uh, going to throw something through that window in a second. But uh, <laughs> in all fairness, I want to give you the last word on this. You had said something in the very beginning uh, that caught my ear. You had said that you, you came into this role first thing you do, you're working on budgets and then you're working on comprehensive plans. A little a little bit about comprehensive
0: plans as you sort of wrap up this uh, conversation. Um, comp plan is basically, and we're still working on it, but it's a development plan for the city. Mm-hmm. And once we get this done, then we'll move on to um, the, the next part, which is the um, further development plans. Um, so these are things like what is the vision of Bloomington? What are uh, some of the the materials, some of the areas that we want to put affordable housing? Um, Density is a real big question on this. What about core neighborhoods? Um, What about city services? Um, I, unlike, I don't know what most people think, but basically I'm a fiscal conservative. <laughs> when it comes to money, mm-hmm. um, I do believe we have to take great pains and to take great care of taxpayer funds. And I just don't, you know, don't just want to just frivolously right. right. throw out money. Um, but let's just face it, you know, churches and everything else, that's one reason how they use their funding and their resources is to take care of those that are much, much less fortunate um, than many else in the, in the community.
3: You know, there's this thing called time and in this business, Jim, as you know. There mean many times that you sat in this seat, and I was across on the other side of the window, mm-hmm. and I'm running my hand across my neck. You knew what that meant, and, and uh, we have
0: reached that, that limit. So you and, should have done that that night. I had the <laughs> council meeting until 10 minutes after one. Where were you cutting off that this <laughs> But, you I'm know, sorry, I, I want
3: to afford you uh, as much time as possible, one, because uh, I know the the type of man you are, a man of integrity and a man of vision. And I want to give you a platform to really just uh, talk about a lot of things you see in the city and what you see areas of improvement. We will ask you to come back again. I will tell you Thank that you. right now. Thank you. Our thanks to Bring It On contributor and at-large city councilman, councilperson, Jim Sims, who is the second African-American to ever serve in the, on the Bloomington City Council. He joined us tonight for an extensive conversation on a variety of topics. Now, to reach out to Jim, now this is a public email, so I'm not going to give you the, give out the private one, but email him at simsji at Bloomington.in.gov. That Again, J I at Bloomington.in.gov.
2: Bring It On has an open submission policy. So if you have an idea for this program, let's hear it. Send an email to our volunteer staff. The address is bringiton at wfhb.org. We want to make sure that we share everything and anything impacting the African-American community with our listening audience in Bloomington and beyond. The email address again is on at wfhb.org.
4: Support for WFHB comes from Limestone Post, an online culture and lifestyle magazine for Bloomington and beyond. Explore articles, photo essays, and videos on the arts, outdoors, local history, community events, and all the topics that make Bloomington such a great place to live. Limestone Post, writers with a voice, photographers with a vision, online at limestonepostmagazine.com.
2: You just heard Smooth Operator, a 1994 classic by Shade. Born Helen Falushade Adu, her middle name, Fola Sade, means honor confers a crown. She is known professionally as Shade. She is a Nigerian-born British songwriter, composer, arranger, and record producer.
3: To keep up with local news and find out what's happening behind the scenes at WFHB, you're invited to like the WFHB Facebook page. Go to Facebook.com and search for WFHB, or you can always visit the WFHB News website at wfhb.org slash news.
2: Bring It On is Indiana's only public affairs program dedicated to the African-American community here on WFHB 91.3 FM and live on the web at wfhb.org. At- WFHB.org. For Bring It On, I'm Roberta Radovich.
3: And I'm Clarence Boone. Uh, uh, Bring It On is Indiana's only public affairs program dedicated to the African-American community. Here on WFHB 91.3 FM and live on the web at WFHB.org.
2: It's Time now to give you the latest perspective on the people, news, and issues affecting the black community. For Bring It On, I'm Roberta
3: Radovich. And once again, Clarence here And time for some condensed news reporting. Uh, If I can uh, just quickly um, uh, share this with you. Trump tweets about the UCLA basketball players in a very rhetorical fashion, the White House says. Uh, President Trump was being rhetorical when he said that he should have left the three UCLA basketball players arrested in China in jail, the White House said today. White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and boy, has she really been busy. Uh, Well, anyway, said Trump was happy to intervene on behalf of the American student-athletes, detained on suspicion of shoplifting, and that his tweets were less about the players and instead focused on one of the players' father, LeVar Ball. Ball, a former basketball player, seemed to question Trump's role in his son's release in an interview with ESPN on Friday. Who? What was he over there for? Don't tell me nothing. Everybody wants to make it seem like he helped me out, Ball said of Trump. The apparent lack of praise seemed to trigger Trump's tweets on the issue on Sunday evening. Trump called Ball very ungrateful and said he should have left the players in jail. Sanders said those tweets were a rhetorical response to Ball's criticisms and that Trump was happy to see the release. Of these individuals, Roberta. Hmm. Now, now, first of all, there is no way in the world I'm going to condone what those three guys did. It was wrong, and I think now, if they've never gotten it, they got it now. There was this old commercial years ago. They used to say, if you, if if you ever do drugs, don't do drugs overseas because <laughs> you're being for the trip of your life. They were that close to uh, doing an extended timeout, and I think they get it. I really do. Mm-hmm. But but you know, he uses his Twitter handle as this emotional release or, or just this sort of off-the-cuff response mechanism, and it just digs a deeper hole for him.
2: It's not very stately, is it? I mean... It's not. And it's... Why why choose this other than some other issue? Um,
3: as if we don't have enough issues, right, like he wants right, to do a tax right. cut slash, parenthesis, quotes, reform. Uh, which is looming, and, you know, you have to wonder.
2: Right. Yeah, it makes me wonder. Uh, on some, um, a little better news here, Serena Williams cradles stunt baby in a new Gatorade <laughs> commercial. How about that? The 36-year-old tennis pro superstar uh, is featured in a new tearjerker commercial for Gatorade that appeared to also star her two-month-old daughter. Um While this would have been the newborn's acting debut, a spokesperson for the beverage told Ad Age that Williams is actually cradling a baby body double. Can you believe that? (laughs) Uh, Ad Age said, while Serena intended to have Olympia make her screen debut as part of this film, her daughter was under the weather and was unable to be on the set. But the sentiment remains the same.
3: I'll be looking for this, for this commercial. Uh, as we said, we had to condense tonight's news because of the, the wonderful extended interview with uh, uh, Councilperson Sims. But if you have an event or a happening the African-American community should know about, please send the info directly to the Bring It On staff. Or if you want additional info about a calendar item that you've heard, uh, contact us at bring it On at wfhb.org.
2: That was a look at African American headline news from around the world this week. Tune in again next week for the latest news on on or about African American community. We want to know what you think of our current Black issues. Send your comments to Bring It On at wfhb.org for Bring It On. I'm Roberta Radovich,
3: and I'm Clarence Boone.
1: It's like the world
4: Support for WFHB comes from Darn Good Soup on the west side of the courthouse square. Online from 11 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. Serving 8 to 10 soups daily plus salads, cookies, and ice cream. Vegetarian and vegan options bond. Darn Good Soup. It's fast. It's healthy. It's darn good. Daily menu information online at
2: darngoodsoup.com. And I bring you back to bring it on. You just heard Never as Good as the First Time, a 1985 classic by Sade.
3: And our thanks uh, to Bring On contributor and at-large city councilman Jim Sims, who is the second African-American to ever serve on the Bloomington City Council. He joined us tonight for that extensive and, enlight- and enlightening conversation on a variety of topics related to the city of Bloomington. Now, to reach out to Jim, again, his email is at sims.com. S-I-M-S-J-I at Bloomington.in.gov. S-I-M-S-J-I at Bloomington.in.gov.
2: Our show's executive producer is Wes Martin. Our producer is uh, my friend to the right, Clarence Clarence Boone here. Clarence (laughs) Boone. With help from WFHB News Department Director director Wes Martin. Our news editor is Michael Nolan. Our board engineers are Jennifer Brooks and Kirsten Payton. Our original theme music was created by Jamil Effiam with additional background tracks by David Baker. For WFHB, I'm Roberta Radovich.
3: I'm Claire. It's Tune to the next Monday, November the 27th at 6 p.m. for another exciting edition of Bringing On right here on your community radio station and Happy Thanksgiving from your community radio station, WFHB.